The Diesel Performance Podcast contains explicit language. Thank you for joining us again. This is Paul Wilson. And I'm Danny Voss. And you're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. What a great couple of episodes we've had here in the past, huh, Danny? We've been busy. Yeah, absolutely. Some new stuff on the horizon for Cummins. We're really excited about that. There's definitely going to be a lot more information getting leaked. We're uh, trying to use the podcast to get you guys the information first about that. So if you have a 98 and a half all the way up to a brand new present Cummins, there's, uh, there's some new tuning solutions on the horizon. Very cool, man. Everybody's going to freak out when they find out that yeah. that's available. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as well as, Danny, you've been killing it in Clean Sweep, huh? You know, it's been a lot of fun pulling the truck. We've been all over the map. I'm leaving here right after this podcast to go pull against another 20-plus trucks. <laughs> and I got word from the boss, man. I don't know if you heard, Paul. He wants me to launch this thing out of the hole as hard as it possibly can be launched. <laughs> Fuck it. Beat down on it, right? It's his truck. Hey, we're running data logs. I'm going to have three GoPros on tonight. It's going to be awesome. Excellent. Where are you pulling at? Tonight, I'm pulling in Morrison, Illinois. Gotcha. With the ISP guys in the 8,000-pound stock class. All right. Last night, there was 23 guys in our class. They come from freaking all over. And um, you feel like sometimes it's the open class you pull in when it's stock, <laughs> but hey, you got to deal with it. And we ended up getting second last night, which was huge. Um, and tonight... Man, I'm feeling it, Paul. Got to get first. If I don't get first, I don't think I can come to work on Monday. <laughs> that might be motivation to not do so good. I don't know about that. Maybe we should flip it. All right. If you get first, you get Monday off. I like that. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, I think today we're we're in another really cool situation here where we get to do a truck advisor with somebody that, uh, Danny, you've, ha- you've had a lot of experience, and I know uh, Duramax Tuners had a lot of experience, but this is the first time that we're having Garrett Mitchell on the podcast. How's it going today, Garrett? I'm doing good. How about you guys? Doing great, man. Thanks for asking. We're doing awesome. Garrett has been a part of our business and uh, does a lot with tuning over there at Wyo Diesel in Gillette, Wyoming. So if anybody's out in that area, give Garrett a call. He might not answer the phone, but he'll be working on your truck. (laughs) Now, Garrett, I understand you have a little experience in diesel performance. Why don't you tell us where it all got started? Well, I guess it all started. I, uh, my family, we all rodeoed and stuff and, all you needed pickups to pull the trailers and started out had a old 70 something GMC two wheel drive big block Chevy and uh, yeah man that thing was awesome back in the day but uh, finally dad he broke down he got him a 99 power stroke it was an early 99 a 7.3 four door dually just really nice truck and that that would have had to been where it all started for me I uh yeah, from the time I was little, I was always into cars and trucks and always wanted to make stuff go fast. And I kept trying to talk Dad into making that do something. I mean, because, you know, those other 73s, they were kind of gutless. But yeah, sure yeah I know something about good that. <laughs> Paul knows all too well. <laughs> I'm sorry, though. Sure. You were saying you were, you pulling trailers with it. No. Let me guess, just didn't have so much balls getting up the hill, huh? Yes, yeah, yeah, so that never really changed until I got into high school. Um, he had that truck all the way through. Until uh, I was high school, I had an old Chevy that I started playing with. It was a gasser, big block truck, and it was cool. Then uh, I needed something that was reliable and that was going to pull my trailer. So uh, we got that 7.3. Me and Dad did some trading, and, of course, I worked my ass off for him for, you know, 18 years of my life. <laughs> and uh, I got that truck. I I guess I was 16 or 17 at the time, but, um, and of course, first thing I did when I got it, I straight piped it. 
Um, built flatbed for it, built bumper for it. I mean, started uh, through a TS chip in it, gauges, you know, the works. Can you tell us and why? Uh, can you tell us why you said early '99? Because they're different. Um, Everybody brags about the early one. I, I want our listeners to know why he bragged up the fact that he had an early 99 rather than a late 99. Well, the early 99s, they were the first year of the Super Duty, but they still had, shared some of the characteristics of the uh, OBS engines. So they had a little bit smaller pump, a little bit different turbo setup, different ECM and stuff. They weren't quite as tunable because uh, I went round and round with some custom burns on a ts chip and could never get it to run right and i mean so played with that just kind of the minor basic stuff blew a couple turbos up and you know did really good burnouts and you know whatever (laughs) it was cool so got rid of that and got my uh well my current truck right now and it seems to always be broke down but i got an 07 dodge uh five nine with uh, manual transmission and that's been my my toy for well, my daily driver and my toy and just got done doing kind of an engine build with some kind of a fluke deal happened and i've been through four eh, i think i'm on my fifth engine in that truck actually oh my god yeah i'd like to talk about that if you don't mind yeah yeah, maybe we should address why you've gone through five engines there is a lot of good reasons things happen you know you take the truck to the machine shop you have a lot of people you trust in a build and you know can you tell us a little bit more garrett what happened yeah, on the most recent one you said the freeze plugs blew out of her or something yeah well my most recent build um i uh um spun a rod bearing and i decided i was going to do it i put i'd put it back together stock a few times just to get me by well this time i spun a rod bearing and decided i would go all out because the plan was it with this truck was always to build it make you know a thousand plus horse out of it and so i mean i i punched it 20 over fly cut coated pistons uh carillo rods i mean main studs head studs valve train cam i mean the list goes on and on i did a pretty good build thought i did everything right well uh, there's two soft plugs in the back of the engine um that are for the oil galleys and those, I had one of them, I was running down the road. I don't even have 5,000 miles on this engine. Had one of those soft plugs blow out. No. And, I mean, lost all oil right now. Roached the bottom end. Trashed bearings. Oh, ruined the crank. God. Yeah. So, How? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if it was, you know, excess cylinder pressure. They were installed wrong. I mean, and I called up the machine shop, told them what did, what happened, and I put the engine together myself, but they installed, they machined it and installed the freeze plugs. So I called them up, said, hey, this is what happened. Of course, we work with this shop all the time, um, and they stepped up and they helped me out. They, you know, paid for some parts and, and whatnot. Well, of course, I spent all my money building it this first time, and so I figured, you know, check everything out. Uh, pulled it apart at the bottom. I didn't even pull the head gasket, you know, just figured maybe I'll slap a crank in it, throw some bearings in it, and be good to go. Well, apparently we didn't measure number six rod good enough because it spun the bearing on the test drive again. So now it gets to come all apart, and rods get to go back to Carrillo to have have them checked out and resized. And 
can't really assess the damage later, but I'm getting ready. I'm getting married tomorrow, actually. So congratulations! Oh, yeah, man. This that's, podcast uh, today, marriage tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it was all good just a week ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Garrett, so five times you've been through this now a couple of stock rebuilds i understand what you mean there shit happens you got to put it back together it's your daily driver it's your toy it's your everything i that makes a lot of sense can can i just add real quick this is not a 500 horsepower build this is something that is some serious serious power to our listeners so they can imagine you know you're talking 900 a thousand horsepower well yeah let's hear the power setup so I, i heard it's got carillo rods and cut and coated pistons and crank and everything what's it got for turbo injectors cp3 well, um, I was there for a while. Um, this build here, actually, I just threw a, uh, a 75 millimeter turbo on it. It's uh, one of Borg Warner's new uh, FX line 400 frame. Uh, they're super core, or whatever they call it. So it's a 75 millimeter single uh, on a BD second gen manifold. Uh, got just a little set of 180 horse industrial injection injectors in it. Um, you know, fast 260, and I got a set of dueling dragons uh, injection pumps from Industrial Injection. Thank God you bought all that stuff before you got married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, she's pretty cool. She uh, she goes out and drives it and rips it around, does burnouts, and like I said, it was oh, all yeah. good just a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, she did when it was your money spending being spent on it, right? Yeah. Yeah, we all know that. Yeah, one. now it's now it's her truck. I think <laughs> half hers. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. So you got a three-speed Cummins. So, 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 where do you plan on going from here with the truck? Well, um, first, first things first, get it torn down, assess what's wrong with it this time. Um, you know, send everything, have the crank machine, whatever we need to do, have it balanced. Uh, send the rods back, have them checked, sized replace whatever we need to do and uh hopefully hopefully the block's good we can just run a hone down it and re-ring it because i really don't want to spend the money on another set of cut and coated pistons to go up another size (laughs) (laughs) but you know of course all the gaskets everything's got to be replaced again and throw it back together see what happens i'm shooting shooting to break a thousand i don't know if the 180s will do it though all right so we're gonna we're gonna play with it, see what it does. I was actually gonna go to the dyno with it next weekend, but that didn't happen. You know what? You're gonna tell us the story about why that didn't happen, and right after we hear a word from our sponsor. Hi, this is Nick with Calibrated Power. Just want to jump in quick to talk about our Duramax Power Packs, the DT530 for the LB7, LLY, and LBZ. These power packs come with all the parts you need to make a safe, reliable 530 horsepower, including, of course, our DT750 built transmission. If you want to take your truck to the next level, 650 horse or even higher, everything you bought with the 530 can be used to build on that platform so you don't have to replace anything or spend money twice. For more information, check out DuramaxTuner.com, click on your truck, and then select the power pack. Or give us a shout here at the office, 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920. Back to the podcast. Okay, Garrett, you were just saying uh, you were trying to get out to the dyno last weekend. Were you not able to go because of the engine failures? Well, it's uh, the dyno's next weekend. Oh, it's I'm the sorry. 27th, August 27th is the dyno. So 
Gotcha. Yeah, getting married. Hey, I just want to tell you, congratulations again. It's going to be the best day of your life, Garrett, no matter what anybody <laughs> tells you. Thanks, man. Sure, get them scared, then pump them up. I, I've seen this game before. Um, <laughs> this is the truth, Paul. This is hey, you're about to get married too, Paul. Next year, yeah. next year, I got time. I just got married. <laughs> We're all in the same boat here, you know. So there's no need to paddle faster than me. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so Garrett, your goal here is to get to a thousand horsepower. I definitely think those 180s are not enough fuel uh, for the injectors. Danny, what are your thoughts? How big do you think he should go? I'm going to say 250, Paul. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to – I don't want to see him leaning on injectors and really expecting a lot out of something that when we can do it a little easier with a little bigger injector. Yeah. I mean, I have seen – about a thousand horsepower out of Exergy 150 percent injectors. If you were going to stick with the industrials, I think they rate a very similar injector around 250. I'd, I'd forget if they go horsepower percent at that at that rate, but um, but yeah, I know it's the industrial 250s would I think would be sufficient. Uh, it sounds like you have plenty of CP3 pump, and then that turbo. That's a toss up, I guess. Th- that's the new 475 turbo on a 400 frame, right? Supposed to be a new compressor design, new wheel design. It's supposed to work really well. And truck runs really well when it ran. It ran really good with it. I mean, you start getting onto it, and anything under about 60 mile an hour, it just blows the tires off of it in my tow tune. I haven't even turned it up yet. <laughs> How spool up on it? It's about like I had a 66 on it. It's about like the 66 was on stock fuel. Okay, okay, cool. A so, noticeable amount of lag. Yeah, no, it's it's laggy. It's not it's not like instant right now. You got to drive it right, otherwise it it doesn't spool. You know, so you got to kind of pedal into it. Really, you can't just all the fuel now, otherwise it just it it doesn't work. Yeah, it'll just flog out. Yeah. Okay. So you kind of roll into it, and it comes on, and when it comes on, it comes on hard and just keeps pulling and pulling and pulling. <laughs> I mean, it's awesome. <laughs> You're out there, out west, and you had a chance to go to the ultimate call-out challenge. How lucky are you? And oh, man. That was such an event. I mean, obviously, you've been bit by the bug, but I bet you that didn't help you at all. No. No, because I... Uh, well, actually, I just got finished with the build and was able to drive my truck down there on, um, well, it was still on a 66-millimeter turbo, stock CP3, and the 180-horse injectors. So, I mean, nothing nothing crazy, but I got it done and running and was able to drive it down there. And then I w- was watching all these trucks, and everything's got triple turbos and three CP3s, and, I mean... I think the lowest horsepower truck there was still over a thousand. Oh yeah, it was just insane. <laughs> I mean, and we went down. Um, we went down for the whole week. Uh, got there, watched the dyno, the sled pull, the drag race. Um, went over, checked out industrial dyno day the Saturday after. I mean, just it was so cool. Walked down around the pits during uh, the drag race and. Uh, when uh went down the pits and walked around the pits uh for the sled pole and i mean just 
ridiculous stuff. And I got back, and the first thing I told my boss was, I need more turbos. <laughs> it feeds the addiction when you can see what can be done with those. I mean, pretty much everything that was there, like you said, was just absolutely insane. Um, what do you think was the coolest moment for a spectator throughout the Ultimate Callout Challenge? Well, the coolest thing was probably Sean Baca making almost 2,500 horse on the dyno and LeVon Miller running an 8.5 in that truck they built. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you've seen pictures of that white truck they built for Firepunk built, but that oh, yeah. thing is, pictures don't do it justice. It is <laughs> unreal. Pictures, we were trying to tap into the live feed, but I think they had too much traffic. We could we could never get logged on. But, yeah, we obsessively combed through every video and picture that they posted for the Ultimate Call-Out Challenge because it really was. I'm so excited. We're starting to see notices they're going to do it again this year, or next year, I should say. So uh, yeah, we're really yeah, pumped to see there. what's to come for that. Just insane. If you can go, go. <laughs> if you can go, Paul, just take off work and go. Just take off work and fuck it, right? <laughs> yep. As you're starting to consider your turbos here for the for the future and you're thinking about getting to 1,000 horsepower, not really 100% sure if that turbo you have on the truck now is going to do it, what do you think you would twin it with? Have you looked around to see what twin kit would match up with that? It'd probably be something kind of custom. Um, I might, If I ever do throw twi- and twins on it, I'd probably do a 400-400, uh, something in the 60... Um, probably 64 to that 68 millimeter range for a primary and then um i don't know something up in the 85 millimeter range for an atmospheric why not just go big and twin over what you have now and run like a precision 106 over that 75 well yeah that's that was my second route too (laughs) (laughs) i think the i think the 67.7 and like an 85 would be a good towing kit Right. And then throw a, you know, a hundred and some millimeter on top of that 75 and just have something stupid. I could see that working. That's why we had Garrett on the show. I really wanted to talk to him and, you know, on, on air and whatnot because this is, truck build is real. This is happening. He's been through it all, and we hope the best for you on your future build here. Absolutely. If people want to get in contact with you and ask you more questions about your truck, what's the best way to reach you? You know, I'm on Facebook. It's just Garrett Mitchell. Um I'm not on Facebook very much. It's kind of just in the evenings, you know, if I'm not busy or something. So I'm not, I post some cool stuff every once in a while, but I just kind of be on Facebook and my personal stuff. So So if you're looking to get a hold of Garrett, the best way to reach him is on Facebook. This has been Paul Wilson. And I'm Danny Voss. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, we got a special treat for you today. Recently, Calibrated Power and Ohio Corn and Wheatgrass Growers Association has partnered up to try to help out Ohio farmers even more. Take a moment to listen to Brad Moffitt, the membership director of OCW, to explain a little bit more about who they are and how they help. Well, we're a commodity organization for agriculture, and we're specifically engaged in uh, corn and wheat Uh, and Ohio farmers that grow those two commodities. And we represent the the policy interests of farmers, and uh, that means we uh, 
uh, represent them in the in the state capitol in Columbus, and we also represent their interests in Washington, D.C. We lobby. We uh, talk to legislators regularly, and we also do our best to educate our grower members as to what uh, laws and uh, legislative pieces are coming down in the state and federal capitals, which may affect them. And sometimes that's positively, sometimes that's negatively. And uh, we make sure they know what's going on. And we do our best to make sure our legislators know what they should be doing to serve our farmer public. Can you give me some examples and maybe some wins you guys have had as an association over the years? My two key areas as far as my job assignment, and I absolutely love this job. I'm a former educator and a farmer who's uh, been able to get back in agriculture, but I, I'm focused uh, on ethanol and exports and domestic markets. And as far as our legislative wins, we, uh, oh, back around 2005, the uh, RFS, the Renewable Fuel Standard, uh, came into effect. And what that did, that put uh, U.S., uh, fuel from corn farmers in our fuel supply. And uh, almost all the fuel that you buy today at a filling station, if you fill up, it's 10% ethanol. And that's a good thing. Some folks may tell you otherwise, but uh, my organization uh, that I serve, the corn organizations in other states and agricultural organizations nationwide can debunk any myth that uh, says otherwise about corn ethanol. It's homegrown, it's sustainable, we produce it every year, and it's a good fuel. Uh, We're working really hard on uh, export uh, uh, pieces right now. Uh, Trans-Pacific Partnership, for instance, could uh, bring hundreds of thousands of jobs to the U.S. Uh, Trade is a good thing. We hear people on both sides of the aisle and actually both presidential candidates waffling on uh, trade right now. But these, these, uh, these trade pieces uh, validate the fact that we as American agriculture know that 90% of our customers, 90% of the economic growth in the world is outside our borders. And we want to make sure agricultural products are exported and we find customers overseas. And we, uh, most of our uh, time has been spent on export and trade, uh, but we also spend a lot of, of time uh, on water quality issues. Every state has water quality issues. We've got, uh, we have Lake Erie. Lake Erie has an algae bloom. Uh, uh, some years that's uh, a little overwhelming and uh, conventional wisdom says it's the farmer's fault. We know otherwise. We know agriculture plays a part but we're dedicated to find out who the other players are in protecting our farmers' right to farm. Can you tell me a little bit about your role inside the organization? Uh, Describe a little bit more what specifically you handle, Brad. My title is Director of uh, Market Development and Membership. On the membership side, I do handle the the membership pieces, which uh, means I we recruit new members, we renew uh, old members, and we also do things like we're doing with uh, your organization as we find ways to offer benefits and service and provide value for that membership. So we uh, we have everything from rental car discounts to discounts on uh, new pickup trucks to uh, the product line that we uh, are working with with you on so farmers can actually uh, tune diesel tractors and those heavy pieces of farm equipment to be more efficient in the fields. 
Well, Brad, I definitely appreciate you joining us. If people want to get in contact with you or with the organization directly, what's the best way for them to reach you? The easiest thing to do is Google Ohio Corn and Wheat. You'll find us. You'll find us on Facebook. You'll find us on Twitter, on Instagram. And when you hook up with our communications department on Snapchat, but just Google Ohio Corn and Wheat, you'll find me, you'll find the staff, and you'll find the objectives of the organization and how we serve Ohio farmers. Calibrated Power Solutions, the leading North American developer of clean diesel power and home of DuramaxTuner.com, is the proud sponsor of the Diesel Performance Podcast. Calibrated Power develops emissions equipped tunes for a wide variety of diesel powertrains, including the Duramax, Cummins, Jeep, John Deere, and many more. For more information and the best customer service in the industry, check out calibratedpower.com or call 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920. To reach out to the Diesel Performance Podcast, send us a message through Facebook or email paul at duramaxtuner.com or danny at duramaxtuner.com. And tonight, man, I'm feeling it, Paul. Got to get first. If I don't get first, I don't think I can come to work on Monday. <laughs> that might be motivation to not do so good. I don't know about that. Maybe we should flip it. All right, if you get first, you get Monday off. I like that.